Alrighty. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for coming today. We'll probably have a few more stragglers coming in. Uh, my name is Melissa Kalb. I am the dietitian with the faculty and staff wellness program. I've been with the wellness program for about a year now. I do various things. I'm out and about on campus doing lunch and learn presentations like this. I come to individual small groups and give presentations as well. And I'm also the dietitian um, that is part of your health benefit. Uh, with your health insurance, you get a free one-time visit with me at University Health Connection. I've got that telephone number when we're finished if you're interested. Uh, also, with a referral from your primary care physician, you can get three more covered visits with the dietitians at the clinic, the hospital clinic. So that requires a referral from your primary care physician, but no excuse not to come and visit if you have any questions. Uh, there's lots of opportunity. Today we're going to talk about water. I hope you're all excited and going to learn wonderful things. You can pick up a handout as you come in. And we will get started. I'm sure as all of you are well aware that water is very important. Uh, it is actually our most needed nutrient in our body that we need every day in the most amount. Why is it so important? It helps to maintain our blood volume, our energy levels, and all of our body functions are fueled by water. Uh, it also helps to remove the waste products of digestion, oxidation, all of those things through our urine. It controls our body temperature, our heart rate, and our blood pressure, and it helps us to maintain a healthy metabolism. So hopefully after reading all of those things, we all agree that water is vital to our needs. As you can see here, the human body is made of 50 to 75 percent of water. That equates to 10 to 12 gallons of water alone in our bodies at any one point in time. And as I said before, water is the most essential nutrient to our needs. So, the reason we're all here, how much water should I drink? The aim and the goal is at least eight eight-ounce cups of water a day. We can actually extend that a little further and kind of give us a range. What's the range goal that we're looking for? We're looking for eight to 12 cups of those eight ounces per day. That equals about 64 to 96 ounces of water. That's a lot. Um, something else to think about, if you work out regularly or if you work outside, and especially on hot and humid days in the summer, you need more water than just your eight cups a day. You also can know how much water you've consumed, if you need more or if you're fully hydrated, by the color of your urine. Now, did you know that when you were coming to the Lunch and Learn today, we were going to talk about going to the bathroom? But we are. It is a very easy way for you to tell if you're fully hydrated or not. You want a pale yellow to completely colorless urine to know that you are completely hydrated. Fluorescent orange or fluorescent yellow, you're going to need to drink some more water. Something else to think about if you are an athletic performer, not only a, a runner or an exerciser, 
that athletes can rarely rely on their thirst mechanism to tell them when they need something to drink. By the point in time they've come to realize that they're thirsty, it's too late. They're going to be dehydrated. They need to drink before they become thirsty to stay hydrated. Now I gave you the recommendation of eight eight ounce glasses of water a day. Is it solely water that you have to supply these needs from? No, all fluid counts, which is exactly what we're going to talk about. Juices, milk, tea, soup, even contrary to popular belief, coffee counts as a water supply. So does, as I mentioned before, tea. Um, it's not just plain water, which is very important to know. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk about the caffeine contents of, of teas and coffees and hopefully figure out why that is still considered a water source. Um, we can also get water from food. These high fluid content foods can help us to meet our fluid goals for the day, not only providing us fluid, but also providing us the, the energy and the nutrients, the vitamins and minerals that we can get from these food sources. Something else to kind of think about, is it a high, a high fluid source food or not, is items that melt at room temperature. Things like jello, popsicle, frozen yogurts, all count towards your water needs for the day. Many of you have heard that caffeine, teas, sodas, coffees, have a negative effect on your water intake because of the caffeine. Well, it is true that the caffeine does have what we call a diuretic effect. It causes you to go to the bathroom more, to, to lose water more than something that does not contain caffeine. In terms of coffee and tea, the amount of water that is found in those beverages equals out the diuretic effect. So it's not something that we want to eliminate from our water intake. If the caffeine and coffee and teas are things that you normally drink, that's okay. The best practice is to limit that to two to three cups of those beverages a day. Again, we're talking cups here. We're not talking cups that were jumbo that I got from the, the street corner brewery or the, the coffee house that is a 64-ounce cup. We're talking eight ounce cups. So how am I going to get all of this water in throughout the day? These are some tips to help you increase your fluid consumption and increase your water intake throughout the day. Instead of taking coffee breaks, take a water break. Walk to the water fountain down the hall. If you pass one in the hall as you're traveling from place to place, stop and take a couple sips. There's plenty of water fountains located all over campus. No excuse not to have some sort of resource at your fingertips. And the water fountains are free, not going to cost you anything to stop and take a drink. Another easy thing to do is to keep a cup or a bottle of water at your desk at all times. It's very easy to mindlessly pick up that bottle and take a sip or that cup and take a sip. Now I will encourage that if you're going to keep 
a cup of a beverage or a water or a bottle of something at your desk, that it be very low in calorie or calorie free. If I were to set a cup of juice next to my desk and sip on the juice all day long, yes, I would be getting lots of vitamins and minerals from the 100% fruit juice, but I'm also getting a lot of calories that comes with it that I am unaware of. So if I'm using calorie-free beverages or reduced calorie beverages or plain water and keep filling that cup up, it's easier to get those fluid needs in throughout the day without adding a lot of calories to what I'm doing. As I said before, stop for a drink when you pass a fountain or a cooler. And those coolers have convenient cups located somewhere close to them. Or keep your water bottle or your water cup handy with you throughout the day. And as you leave your desk or, or leave the office or go from classroom to classroom, that you take it with you and always have it on hand. Let's kind of switch gears a little bit and let's talk about uh, how do we know that our water is safe to drink. There's kind of some misconception out there over the last few years that somewhere along the line, tap water wasn't a good thing to drink for us anymore. Now bottled water is the big thing. Filtered water is the big thing. Well, I'm here today to say that they are both regulated by the government. Bottled water is regulated by the Food and Drug Administration, and tap water is actually regulated by the EPA. So they both have standards to meet in terms of safety for us to drink. So yes, tap water is just as safe for us to drink as bottled water. Something else to note is that tap water also contains fluoride for our teeth. If we're drinking only bottled water, it's suggested that you have a conversation with your dentist about your teeth and about your children's teeth and the need for fluoride in your diet so that your dentist can examine your teeth and to make sure that you're getting the proper fluoride that you need. If you're concerned about the contaminants in the water supply, in the tap water supply, the only real cautions I would have at this point in time would be for those who are immune compromised, those with uh, undergoing cancer treatments, those with things like HIV, recovering from major surgery, those who are pregnant, and even the elderly. Those are the folks who have a reduced immune system, who maybe can't fight off all of the things that could possibly slip through into the tap water, that they might want to try bottled water as a safety precaution. What to look for for those folks who are maybe immune compromised or maybe want to make sure that the water is completely safe that we want bottled water that has been distilled through reverse osmosis or is actually labeled distilled water to make sure that it is completely free of contamination. Talking facts and figures about water. Since 2003, bottled water has been the second largest commercial beverage category by volume in the United States. Can you guess what bottled water is second to? Soft drinks, specifically soda soft drinks. Regular sodas, not even diet sodas, but regular sodas. But this is a trend that is actually occurring and it is growing in number all the time. 
For example, in 2005, the U.S. spent $10 billion for bottled water, and in 2006, more than $10.8 billion were spent for bottled water. So it's drastically changed in that year alone. Let's talk about the different types of water. Which one's best? Which one should I choose? And what do they mean? Again, these definitions are provided by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. They're the ones that control the bottles of water and what the qualifications are needed to be met to define these waters as these topics. Artisan water is solely well water collected without mechanical pumping. That's the definition of artisan water. Mineral water contains a standard amount of minerals that must be naturally present in the water, something that is not added. Purified water is just processed to remove minerals and other solids. Sparkling water is fizz added by carbon dioxide or it's a water that is naturally carbonated. And spring water comes from an underground source that naturally flows to the surface. It's either collected at the spring where it flows to the surface or it is tapped underground before it flows to the surface. Kind of something to think about here, just because purified water is processed to remove the minerals and other solids, it doesn't mean that this water is better for you than any other type of water. What about water with vitamins and minerals? What about all those sports drink waters? What about those waters that give you the electrolytes that they promote that your body needs? First thing to think about is are you eating a healthy diet? You really only need these, these added vitamins and minerals if your current diet is lacking in those vitamins and minerals. What about improved athletic performance? Again, you will only improve your athletic performance by consuming these products with added vitamins and minerals if your diet was lacking in those vitamins and minerals in the first place. But, as something to note, fitness or flavored waters or waters with vitamins and minerals can be better for you if, again, if, and only if they help you to consume your daily needs of fluid. Then my recommendation would be that you choose one to two low-calorie options of waters of this type per day. Again, something to think about. If I'm going to choose water with added vitamins or minerals, what am I consuming in terms of calories to get these added vitamins and minerals? and kind of compare that to what maybe I would get from eating a fruit or vegetable source loaded with those vitamins or minerals. Kind of weigh the, the pros, the cons, and the benefits of either one of those options. So bottom line, flavored waters are safe to use. Waters with added vitamins and minerals are safe to use, but we want to be very cautious of added calories and especially added calories from sugar to supply the water with the flavors we're looking for.
What are other options from buying flavored waters in the store? I can make my own flavored water. I can do this at home, I can bring it into work, and I can always have it on hand. I could add a lemon, a lime, or an orange slice to a bottle of water to add a little bit of flavor, but not many calories. I could add a small amount of fruit juice, again, adding some flavor, adding some color, adding some variety to plain bottled water or plain tap water, but adding minimal calories to what I'm consuming. Or one of the fun things I like to do in the summer for a crisp water taste is mixing a cucumbers and lemons within the water. Adds lots of flavor, gives a very fresh taste, and helps me to consume the water that I need. As another point that I would like to encourage and think about when we're consuming bottled waters is bottled water safety and using bottled waters safely. Are you washing your water bottle out with hot water between uses? And if you are, what type of bottle of water are you using? Heat can actually cause some plastics that are not intended for reuse can actually cause these plastics to break down and melt, therefore possibly reducing or allowing some of those plastics to become present in your water. If you're drinking from a larger water supply, such as a water cooler, I would encourage that you use a cup that you throw away. You can continue to use that cup as throughout the day, but I would not encourage that you keep the same cup sitting on your desk for weeks or months at a time. Or another option is to use a dishwasher safe product. Again, fill up your cup of water, you can use it for the day, you could probably get away with using it for a second day, but keep rotating the cups that you're using. Take them home, put them through the dishwasher, use the dishwasher at work, wash them in the sink so that the things um, do not have a breeding ground for bacteria in your bottles of water. Only using pre-filled bottles once is a very safe thing to do. If you don't wash them again, it doesn't allow the plastics to be um, allowed to heat up and to melt. So a safe rule of thumb is if you're going to purchase a bottle of water, to use that bottle once and then to throw it out. At that point in time, it brings me to any questions you may have about anything, any questions about the presentation, any questions about nutrients in general. Yes, ma'am. I've often wondered, like, let's say I drink part of this today. Mm -hmm. Good question. And for the video, the question was asked if I open a bottle of water today and only drink half of it, is the other half safe for me to drink tomorrow? My statement at that time would be yes. I would encourage that you might want to take it home with you and put it in the refrigerator or put it in the office refrigerator at work overnight with your name on it so that it doesn't sit out. But yes, if you consume it over today and tomorrow, that would still be safe. Okay. Very good question. Other questions? Yes, ma'am. 
good question, and at that point in time, I'm going to say no. Um, because it does have more of a diuretic effect than the caffeine does. And a lot of times, if I'm drinking a mixed beverage, that I might be mixing it with something containing caffeine, that those two things combined would be no. Good question. Soda pop, yes. Soda pop falls under the same category as the coffee or the teas, that we're only doing one to two of those beverages throughout the day to count towards your water consumption because of the caffeine content and the diuretic effect of the caffeine. So if I have a, again, we're, we're talking in cups. If I have my 16-ounce cup or 16-ounce glass of coffee and tea in the morning, there's my two cups of caffeinated beverage that can count towards my water consumption. And with lunch, if I have a 20-ounce bottle of diet soda, now I'm over my recommendation of one to two caffeine-containing beverages a day that count towards my water consumption. So I would need to drink something else on top of what I've currently consumed. Yes? The chloride is not bad because actually the government regulates how much chloride is in that water and they are doing tests, they do continuous testing to make sure that those are at safe levels. I, it would rest assured that it is being tested by the, the EPA tests the tap water. Yes, same thing. Yes, same water sources. Chloride, you know, chlorine is, is a vapor, is a gas, is something that we smell, and yes, that it can disperse into the air, that if you do let it set, the smell does disperse into the entire room. Might still, the chloride content of the water probably has not changed, but our, our sense of smelling it has. That's okay. I'm I'm stumped by your question. Let me let me try to see if I understand where you're coming from. Hot water as you put cold water in the pan and then you boiled it. There isn't any difference between the hot water and the cold water that Because we're still, we're still going to end up with the same product if it comes hot from the tap and I boil it or if it comes cold from the tap and I boil it. It's still the same water that came, came from the tap. Probably. <laughs>
And at that point in time, AO, I would say that that would be a personal preference or something that you would want to get your hot water heater checked or your water that, or your water that comes from the tap checked um, with a, a professional that would be able to check the tap water as to what sort of contaminants are actually coming from the tap. Um, again, there are, there are grates and screens within the tap itself it might be that help those. Correct. That's it's possible. Definitely something I would. I'm going to research more myself. But good. Yes. Yes. Good. Good questions. You stumped the presenter. Good job. I will definitely research that and see what I can find out. Okay. Very good. Okay. Not a problem. Yes, sir. My my caution with with club soda would be it is one of those um, it's just a fizz type thing. My caution there would be the calorie content of the club soda that you would want the diet club soda um, since it is caffeine free. Okay, it would count. Um, but if you were drinking somewhere between 64 and 96 ounces of regular club soda, you would need to look at the, the calories that you're getting from that. Something completely feasible that you could do would just need to adjust the rest of your caloric intake throughout the day so that we're not gaining weight from drinking the soda. Yes, ma'am. My experience with the various types of filtration systems is personal preference and ease of use. That they all have, you know, you're exactly right, they all have various types of filtration systems. Personal preference in terms of how filtered you want your end product to be, and that would be something that you would need to, to research within the various companies as to what they promote as their end product to be be it completely uh, free of minerals, be it completely free of whatever they're promoting their product to be free of and to filter the water of. And then ease of use as to do I want the pitcher in the refrigerator of, of this cold water, do I want it to filter in the refrigerator, or do I want the ease of just turning my tap on and having it come from the tap completely filtered. Did that somewhat answer your question? It's more of a personal preference in that issue and to what the individual companies are promoting their product to be. The only, the only danger there would be I would encourage that whatever pitcher it is in gets washed um, from periodically from, from time to time. It, definitely not monthly. Weekly would be a good start. Every couple days would also be another good thing to think about, especially if I know in my house the pitcher of water or the, the uh, bottle of water is in the refrigerator and all we do is open the top and drink from it. 
So every time the, the dishwasher safe bottle of water is emptied, it gets put in the dishwasher and washed. As you hear, I have a cold at this point in time. I've got a bottle of water. My husband has a bottle of water. We don't mix bottles of water. So we're getting our own germs back on the bottle of water. But when that water is empty, it goes in the dishwasher and gets washed. Helpful things to think about? Yes, ma'am. bad idea. It's, you know, if you're not drinking out of it, fine. You're not putting your, your own germs back in it. But still something that over time I would encourage that you do wash those bottles out in the refrigerator. Um, I wouldn't do that with a, a gallon of milk. You know, I wouldn't just keep buying a new gallon of milk and pouring it into my old gallon and putting it in the refrigerator. Kind of along the same lines. That yes, these these waters are regulated by the government. Yes, uh, we, we do periodically and continuously test to make sure that the water is safe. But we also do hear at different points in times of boil advisories that maybe something has gotten into the water, that there might be some remnants left in that bottle in the refrigerator that if I didn't wash out could pass on to the next bottle if I refilled it. Good questions. Go ahead. Um, good question. Is it something that, uh, that you've had experience in the past? You're concerned of drinking too much? I guess at that point in time, I would fall back onto the, the 64 to 96 ounces a day. That if I've drink, if I've had 96 ounces of water solely from water alone, not counting the other foods that I have eaten and the things like that, then I would stop. My challenge is going to be that it might be kind of hard to get that in throughout the day. You're going to feel full. You know, the water takes up space in your stomach. You're going to be running back and forth to the bathroom all of the time. You're going to know um, intuitively when you've had enough. Mm-hmm. Correct. For for runners, as a past runner myself, I would balance that out based on the color of my urine. If it's completely crystal clear, um, every time I go to the bathroom, I'm fully hydrated. Good questions. Thank you. Any? Yes. Go ahead. Okay, we've got one that says purified. We've got one that says sodium-free. We've got a spring water, and we've got another spring water. So no. No, ma'am. It is safe to drink if it's something you're interested in doing. 
But yeah, it, it's something that we don't hear of drinking often. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. That's what I was thinking. In my iron, you have to put distilled water. Although I hear that, I put tap water in mine, so. If you can come up with a way to stop your dog from drinking water, I'd like to know how you do that. At that point in time, he's a dog, you know, how, exactly, how many dogs eat things they shouldn't, or in my house, the toilet seat has to be down, or he will drink out of it, that's right, that's right, definitely good parenting skills to think about and something to be concerned with, but, I would just like, Very good. I did bring some business cards with me. If you would like my contact information, I will do some research and hopefully get some more information back out to you as well. At this point in time, I thank you for coming today. I hope it was helpful and beneficial. And I will be around after this if you have any more questions. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Yes.